One of my favorite deeper dives of 2023 was the one we did with Nurse Nikki on the new mastitis protocol. We got so many great questions and comments during the deeper dive from all those who attended live. Shout out to Naomi, who told us at the end that she was going to fix all her care plans right away. Same, Naomi. Use the link in the show notes to subscribe and have monthly live access to all of our deeper dives, as well as all of our recordings going all the way back to January of 2020. You don't want to miss out on this. And we can't wait to see you at the next deeper dive. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hey there, Leah. Hey, Annie. How are you? I'm great. I really love this topic today because it's one where I feel like I can't talk about it too much because I'm really bad at it. And so um, I'm like, every time I talk about it, I'm reminded of, of ways that I can support myself through self-care and boundaries. It's so true. It's so true. I think all of us should have a reminder, at least monthly, about the importance of this. um, Because I think even especially through this pandemic time and and so many things going on in our world. It just, it adds to just normal stress. Now we have like extra, extra stress. And that means we need extra, extra self-care and extra, extra boundaries, which is really hard because like in our brains, we kind of just want to live life like we always have. And it's hard to do that. You know, like we have to recognize we need a lot more supporting ourselves through this time than um, than maybe we're used to doing. Yeah, I know we've both talked about how hard it is for us to uh, maintain our boundaries and remember our self-care practices. I, I know I've really struggled with that and, and had to come back around several times. Definitely. Before we talk more about self-care and boundaries, we just want to remind you that if you want to give yourself a little treat and spend some time with some other private practice lactation consultants, our May Deeper Dive with Tiara Caldwell, she's an LPN and also an IBCLC, and that's going to be on May 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to put a link in the show notes that you can register for that, or you can go to learn.anniefrisbee.com and you can click on our deeper dive memberships, or you can click on our deeper dive area to see all the different ways that you can get connected with us um, in these monthly deeper dives. I kind of feel like spending time with talking about my private practice with other people who get it, like that counts as self-care, right? Definitely, because that's building community. And we know that, you know, we are humans and we are designed for community. And whether that community is around the work that you do or other interests that you have, that feeling of togetherness and supportive people around you, I think it makes such a big difference. I know that it's something that I haven't paid as close attention to over the pandemic because I'm like, oh, I can't can't go anywhere with anybody. So kind of like let it slide. But I know like even the virtual community building stuff like our deeper dives and other events that we've had, like I can feel like that energy still and I get like so, you know, revved up and like just 
I don't know, you know how you like can feel energy from other people when you're in the presence with them. But I think my brain body are getting used to gathering that energy up in, in this virtual world as to world as well. And so I feel like these um, community building things can make such a big difference in your self-care for sure. Definitely. Because one thing that always comes out is like the commiseration of like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that struggles with, you know, things like boundaries and self-care. I mean, like for me, I would say the number one thing that I don't do for myself is I just don't stay hydrated. I mean, I keep my water next to me, but I I find it really hard with doing the virtuals because I don't really want to drink in front of my clients, like even water, because it just, I know I'm like sensitive to how it's going to sound like through. So I'll like try to mute myself, but then I'm like, but they're also watching me. And sometimes (laughs) it's like, I don't find it pleasant to watch people eat on zoom and I don't want them feeling like, Oh, that she did. She looked really gross when she was drinking her water. I don't know. It's like a thing where I'm like, I just would like to do it between. I would never think about that in person. If I did drink water, I would just drink water. Well, I mean, not like during COVID, but like generally, I don't really yeah. think about like it's interesting drinking how it, water in front of other people. But like, it's different when it's on camera. And it so, does seem like that for sure. So I don't do a good job, and then I'll like get so thirsty that I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to like drink all of this water. Yeah. And then I'll spend like my next consult, like with my leg going up and down under my desk. I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so so bad. bad. And I'm like, so I'm either like dehydrated or holding my pee all the time. (laughs) That was the case. I I think we've talked about this too, about like when we talked about doing home visits Yes. and nothing has changed for virtual visits. It's so true. I have all the same issues. I feel like as I did when I was doing home visits where I'm like, oh, I I don't want to drink a bunch of water because I've got to sit in this chair and not move for the next two hours. Or, you know, like I'm just going to try to drink as much as I can right now. And surely I'll have it through my system before I get there. And then I'm like, oh, I don't. I have to go so bad. It's so funny. You know, one hack that I have been doing. So I was like, how can I drink more water and manage the pee situation? (laughs) It's not adult diapers. Don't worry. Um, The hack is actually, I got like this big giant 64 ounce jug. And before I get out of bed in the morning, I literally try to chug as much water as I humanly possibly can. And I know this might not be like real hydration, but it makes me feel better. So I just like, like chug until my stomach is like, no, you're not drinking any more water. And then I get a whole bunch of peeing out before I have to leave the house because then I'm going to go drink my coffee and I'm going to like get up and take my shower and all of that. So it's like I have lots of opportunities to pee either before I get in front of my virtual visits or before I leave my house. I feel like better as I'm like, at least I'm like front loading the water situation. Is that even a thing? I don't know. I'm probably like dehydrated by the afternoon, but I'm like, at least I feel like I started the day slightly more hydrated because I I am like the worst at drinking water for sure. Well, listen, we know that with milk supply, (laughs) what the milk that you're getting, that babies are getting first thing in the morning is like, super abundant and it's really hydrating. And so babies are drinking a lot first thing in the morning. So I feel like this is a a biologically appropriate habit 
There you go. See, so I'm doing it just like the babies are doing it. Thank you for pointing that out. And I think it makes a lot of sense because you're going long time overnight and you're not drinking anything and you're probably wake up kind of dehydrated. So I will say I have noticed a substantial increase in my energy level and like the water that I drink later on in the day, I feel like it doesn't make me pee as much. Like, is that possible? There's probably some scientific like evidence behind that. Like I get all my pee out in the morning and then I don't know, I can drink more water and hold it longer. Maybe my bladder got like really stretched out and then it's like, I can hang on for you for another hour or two. <laughs> I don't know the theory behind it, but it's working for me right now. Have you figured out any self-care hacks that are helping you out right now? A big one for me is making sure that I get time to move my body. So mm. I'm like a real homebody. And even though, even though I've like literally been in my house for like, at this point, we're recording this in early March, oh, like a year. Uh, a, I've been in this house for a year. Like a year. I've barely left. But I'm oh still like, gosh. sometimes I'm like, I sh I know I need to like go drop something off at the UPS store, but it's really going to like cut into my, my time to putter around my house. So I can kind of, so I'm kind of like, I'm fine with not going anywhere, but it also means like my physical activity has really gone down during pandemic. I'm not just with being at home and doing all virtuals. I'm really in this chair. I'm not, I used to walk all the time. I used to do a ton of just like, just being outside just because I had to. So I know that like my mood and my energy and my sleep and everything is improved when I'm, when I'm exercising. I also really enjoy exercising. It's something that it's not, I'm not, I'm definitely not somebody who's like, I hate it, but I'll do it anyway. I'm not going to do it. If I hate it, there are mm. certain kinds of exercise that I hate and I will not do them, but there there's exercise that I love. And often what gets in my way is I just don't have it scheduled like the day just slips away because I'm puttering around my house and I'm like, Oh, I didn't exercise today. And so I do, I sign, I've been doing this for years now. There's a, um, here's a little promo daily burn. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with daily burn. I've been doing it for years. I actually appeared on an episode once with my friend Elise and now she's a regular. So like, it's like, Ooh. I get to, I'm like, Oh, there's my friend Elise because they film <laughs> near our house, but they do a live work. It's not live right now. It's pre-recorded, but they like drop it. It used to be like full on live in, mm -hmm. um, at 9am every day, the new workout comes out. And so I'm like, if I do it at 9am, I have it all scheduled. So I'm like, I wake up, I drink my coffee, I make breakfast for the kids. I work out at nine, I take my shower. And then I feel like the rest of the day belongs to me. And I feel yeah. great because I exercise and I get to like walk around like the rest of the day. I'm like, oh, like my legs are sore from my workout. And then that reminds me that I did something nice for myself yeah. that I enjoyed. And so for me, like, I really have to schedule things and I really have to like you know, just like we were talking about in the last episode about everything has to be in the right place and it's okay if it's messy, but it still has to like be where it belongs for it mm -hmm. to, for me to feel good. The same thing is with like my time. I have to make sure that, that I have a flow and that I'm kind of doing things the same way every day or it doesn't get done. What about yeah. you? What are, what are some things you do? So it's interesting because I think, you know, personality comes into this and I am like definitely more fluid in things, um, which can be like good and bad things. So when I look at like movement or um, the different self-care practices, other than my water habit, 
I give myself like a weekly goal. So I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to walk at least four times a week. So I try to have four days that I go on a three mile walk. And my husband and I do that together sometimes if the timing lines up or sometimes I'll just go on my own. But it's you know, very fluid for me because I every day is a little bit different, I guess. And so I like that because it gives me space. Like if I wake up and I'm just like, you know what, what would really serve me right now is actually um, having some time with one of my kiddos, some one-on-one time. Or what would really serve me today is like if I actually go meditate or if I, you know, just have some quiet time where I'm journaling or, you know, I try to really focus on what would serve me for that day on how I'm feeling. And I used to feel really bad about not having super strict practices. And I have tried very, so many different routines to have, like, I will wake up at, I used to for a long time, you probably heard on this podcast pre-COVID, I would get up at 4.30 and go to this outdoor workout from five to six and then like come home and do all my morning stuff. I have a very strict routine. And although that did work. It wasn't a bad thing at all. I found that there were some times where I was like, that wasn't what my body needed. And I was really pushing myself through it. And I would realize like, oh, I didn't really feel, I actually felt really drained and yuck all day after that. So I've been exploring, you know, we're always on a journey. This might, you might hear me in a podcast in six months and I'm doing something different, but this is Leah on a journey. Right now I'm kind of in this space of like trying to listen to what I feel like my my body or my mind is telling me I need that day and then really trying to honor that. And what I've done as far as like boundaries around that, because I know you have really good boundaries around your workout. And I just, I so commend you for that because I know I've, I've like been like, Annie, we need to meet. We need to meet at, can you meet at eight o'clock, which is, you know, nine o'clock your time. No, nope. Can't meet. Sorry. In a workout. I'm like, come on. That's the only time I have. Nope. Can't do it. I'm like, okay, I honor your boundary. I appreciate it though, because it's it's so hard because you can get pulled. You're like, oh well, that person really needs to talk to me. So I better just I'll just skip it this one day. And then, oh man, this other day something else happens. And then before you know it, you're like, I haven't worked out in two weeks. But what has really helped me around boundaries is building in what I think about as like white space, like kind of some blank spaces in my day so that I can do these things that I know my body or my mind are asking for to honor that time. So it's, it is time that I'm blocking out, but what I'm going to do with that time is a little bit fluid based on what I'm feeling like I'm needing that day. And that's, you know, for the last little bit that I've been working through that, it's been working really nicely for me to not have the rigidity of it, but of this little fluid. So I do have kind of a running list of things that I know fuel me. I'm going to take just a minute to tell you about Kathy's upcoming course. It is called Understanding Infant Reflux and Related Conditions in Lactation Practice. Early bird pricing is open now through May 16th, and which is the day, May 16th, when all of the course content is going to open. We've got six hours of recorded videos plus an additional two SERPs. So that's eight L SERPs total for self-study work that Kathy is going to be grading and reviewing and giving you feedback on. So Kathy, you put your heart and soul into this course. I know all of the research that you did. 
what is one of the things that you're most excited about teaching learners in this course? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't pay any attention to occult blood in the stool. I've actually had a couple of moms on elimination diet because of a positive occult blood test in perfectly happy, healthy babies. And this makes really no sense at all. But that's one of the little take-home messages. There are many. It's filled with nuggets and gems like that. Every second of this training is going to give you things that you're going to be able to use in your private practice. So definitely sign up for that. You'll have once you're in, you're going to have all the way until May of next year to get through this content because it's stuff that you're going to want to watch and rewatch again. So we're so excited that Kathy put this course together for us. And then I'm trying to hold that boundary of like, I'm having more white space in my day that I could grab one of the kiddos and we could take the dogs for a walk, or I could um, go in my room and just kind of try to chill out for a little bit. You just like whatever, or like, you know, watch an episode of a favorite show. So that's helped me a lot with the boundaries. Boundaries are hard for me though, because I feel like there's, you know, there's always somebody that needs me. What are some of your best boundary hacks? Like, I feel like you're better at boundaries than me, although I think you'd probably say that you might not be. Um, but do you have any wisdom, any wisdom you want to share when it comes to boundaries? Because they really are a big part of self-care because I don't feel like you can have self-care without some good boundaries. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, and I would say like, I, I have good thoughts about boundaries, but I also, <laughs> you know, this winter especially was really challenging for me because I was putting all the pieces together for the, the course, the lactation private practice essential course. And it was recording with, um, you know, getting, I think, I I think I ended up being total like 27 different instructors and it was pre-recorded. It was like 40 pre-recorded hours and then all these lives to coordinate. And that was like, that really was a time where I was like, I can't have boundaries. And I do have like, I do try to keep to like, evening is for my family. I don't work. I don't work at night. Like once dinner's over, like I don't work anymore. But there were times when I did have to stay up late working or I had to record with people in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, when And I was, I was having to do stuff on the weekends. And so I do try to like, I have a tendency to think like, oh, okay. So now I have to like make that up like somehow, (laughs) but I'm also like, no, you know what? It's okay to just be like, that's how it was that time. I don't owe myself extra self-care now. Um, but I do owe it to myself to say, I don't stay in that energy. And so paying attention to also to like, like you're saying, like how I'm feeling and, and what something that has been really helpful like, as I've really examined this is to say, there are going to be times where I'm going to be in idea mode. There's going to be times when I'm going to be in implement mode. And then there's also times when I'm going to be in like wrapping things up and then sitting in the quiet Mm -hmm. until I start the new thing. And so I've been really looking at when I feel quiet to be quiet because mm-hmm. it's not wrong. I don't need to be like moving, moving, moving all the time. And that's been yeah. really helpful. And it, it turned out like this winter break, we had a week off with the kids had a week off of school. So I took the week off from clients and I, and I took the week off um, from a lot of other things. And then when the work week started again, 
I actually was like, well, I'll see clients again, but then I'm going to kind of stay in, in time off mode. Mm-hmm. And I ended up taking, so I, I didn't like take a second week off, but I pushed all of the projects that I'm thinking about that I was thinking about. And I'm like, yeah, they can wait another week. Mm-hmm. Cause I, my energy was still in the wind down mode. Yeah. And then knowing that the energy is going to come back. Yeah. And and totally that kind of mindset of cyclical energy and like, and, and that everything, all of our life kind of goes through that cyclical phases. Um, I think that's really wise because nobody can be in push mode 24 seven and you will burn out. It's just like, I guarantee it might take you years, especially if you're super motivated, but it you'll, it'll get to you. And I feel like it's really helpful. One of the things in my old age that I wish I could tell my like 30 something self, because I was so like constantly motivated and energetic. But I think a lot of times I would quiet that voice that was saying like, Hey, here's an opportunity to slow down for a second and my like excited entrepreneur self is like go 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 push for more you never have to stop you have all the energy and now my 40 something self is like where did all the energy go um <laughs> but i do recognize like our bodies and our minds are telling us that you know like now i can look back and see like oh there was definitely some times where I could have recognized that my body was asking or my mind was asking for a little bit of wind down and, and maybe I could honor myself in that and really create some boundaries around that and really ask for help to facilitate that. Cause sometimes we need to let the people around us know like, Hey, I'm trying to wind down a little bit. This is going to be a quieter time for me. Um, you know, whether that be, you know, people that live in your home with you, or if that's, you know, somebody that works with you or an admin, you know, it's helpful to share that because I think it helps other people recognize like, no, you're not just being a lazy couch potato and no, you're not like forever going to lay around and do nothing. It's just a period of this break that your brain and your body need. And I feel like that's a really poignant that you said that because it's like such a good reminder that we all are going to need that at times and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're like, you've lost all momentum and all those projects and ideas you have are just going to go to waste. It's like, you're just pushing them down the road a little bit because you'll be able to execute them so much better when your energy and your mindset is in the right place, you know? So thank you for sharing that, Amy. I, I also think like something you said too, that is really important is about the, like how much other people are part of our self-care. And, you know, sometimes like, I don't love the term self-care because it's like, it's up to me to take care of myself. And I I really like, and when I talk to families, like the parents, I like, I don't like telling these new parents that they have to do self-care. Like what I want to say is like, who's taking care of you? Um, And we did some deeper dives on this topic. And one of them was with Jabina Coleman, who's a therapist and a lactation consultant. And her phrase, her concept is, you know, everybody wants to hold the baby, but who's holding the mother. And she's really focused on doing work in that area to say, why do we keep asking people 
to take care of themselves when we really should be building communities and relationships where people are taking care of each other. And we've, you know, we've got others in our vault too. Kristen Cavuto has been in the deeper dives and she's also a therapist who talks about this, but really like thinking about that support network and saying, it's okay to ask them to help you. It's okay to say, I need you right now. I need you to hold me up by asking, like people feel good when you ask them to help them. You know, the people that love you are going to be like, yes, of course. And by they're going to ask you. And of course you would say yes. And so, you know, when you're in, you know, you have your, your family or your relationships with the people that you can really count on, everybody's going to be in a different place at a different time. And so you can really hold each other up. That's something that I just, I really, you know, if you're feeling like you're in a place where you don't have people who are lifting you up and holding you up, you know, that would be, that's more important to kind of evaluate and and look for than any kind of hack around creating boundaries or self-care. Um, we really do need other people and other people want to be there for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's such an important reminder because I think you hit it right directly is that self-care sounds like you have to facilitate all this on your own. And if you're not, you're probably not doing self-care good enough, <laughs> which is the you know, anti-self-care statement to say. Um, so that community building and, you know, making that a priority in your life. And especially, I think we need those reminders now in pandemic time when we're not getting in person with people as much. It's like, don't forget to keep your support network and your community alive and thriving and put time aside for that because they are the people that help carry us through and are so important. And I'm so excited that I have Annie is part of my support network. <laughs> I know. I know. We've had many the um, tear your hair out text exchanges and Marco Polo yes, exchanges with totally. each other because totally. like it's it just feels good to be able to sometimes, you know, like like we'll text and we'll say, I just I just need to like tell you what happened to me today yes. because I know you'll get it. And it just and like even just like saying it. Like, and now I feel better because I told somebody who gets it, I didn't even need anything from her. I just needed (laughs) her to be there. And it really does. It just like, it really helps. And so like, if you can be that for somebody else and find people who can be that for you, it's not selfish to want help from other people at all. In fact, it's one of the best things you can do and to model that for the families that are are working with you. So um, we hope you'll come to our deeper dive with Tiara on the 12th or check out our past deeper dives. Um, this is, and we've got other episodes that are on similar topics to this. This is something that, that really means a lot to me and Leah, because we've just seen how, how quick, how quickly we in private practice can just fall down into, into burnout and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I think it's definitely a passion of both of our, and because we're learning too, I feel like this is something that I'm always trying to educate myself on and learn more. So it's fun to get to come here and talk it through with you. So this has been such a great topic. And now I really feel like oh, I'm going to do better this week. I want to do even better on self-care and really honor what I'm needing right now. So I hope that you will honor what you're needing right now too. And I just lift you up and support you. And Annie and I will look forward to seeing you again at our next podcast. Definitely. I'm going to drink a bunch of water as soon as we get off of this. Right now. I'm so thirsty. (laughs) All right. Until next time. bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Did you know that for just $15 a month, you can join our live deeper dives and also get all of our recordings back through January of 2020? Sign up today and be part of the conversation. The magic happens when you show up.